I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. We're ready to party. It's... We're ready. I hope we lots of spaghetti. Come on down. It's time to party with Garfield and friends. Come Garfield. on down. Sorry. I, okay, so also, uh, I'm recording for the first time from uh, my boudoir, and uh, so I'm sitting on the floor, and the uh, my mic and computer are on the uh, bench at the end of my bed, which means that I'm facing the end of my bed where my dog is, and she's just staring at me because she thinks I'm talking to her. <laughs> That's good. It's an exciting day for her, then. Yeah, this is my new podcast where I just talk to my dog for an hour. I think that would be a popular podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't talk to my dog about like very interesting things in general. It would be it would be the podcast. Who's a good girl? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, con- congratulations in a way. <laughs> this is our hundredth episode. It's our hundredth episode. Can you believe it? Uh, I cannot believe it. It's actually like uh, it's incredible, like a Hulk. That we have stayed committed to doing this thing, yeah, for two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, that this is actually longer than I've ever spent at one college. <laughs> I've been doing this at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for doing this podcast with me, Whitney. Thank, thank you for doing this podcast with me. It's fun, and you know the weeks when we, you know, we don't do it for one reason or another. I get like antsy and kind of itchy during the week because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't, you know, my my takes, yeah, building didn't, up inside. I didn't, I didn't get to, you know, lay out my my takes and goofs on anybody, and I didn't, yeah. get, to, I didn't get to talk to my bestie. Aww. Oh. Um. <laughs> now, one thing. Oh, also, the reason that I'm in my bedroom right now is that it is hot. extremely hot. <laughs> yeah, this is like it's like if you hear the background, if there's background music, a uh, background, you know. Noise, noise, which I will try yeah. to remove as much as I can. It's because it's incredibly hot, and I'm sitting with a fan about a foot and a half away from me because it's yeah. uh, ninety some odd degrees out. Uh, and if, in case you guys are wondering, what's a good time to do the lion's share of the work on uh, painting a room? Uh, it is not right now. It is not during an actual like heat wave from Belize. Like I got, uh, I got drenched in sweat just making a sandwich yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's the reason we we're starting. Also, we're starting a little late because I was doing putting a coat of paint on a thing, and like, I can I I don't think I've sweat this much in my life. Are you hydrating? Do you have some water? Yeah, I have a huge uh, analgene mm-hmm. of water next to me, and so I'm trying to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Uh, it's also bad because when I paint things, my automatic reaction is to just start drinking beer. <laughs> so at 11 this morning, I finished a pe- coat and I was like, I could go for... No, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I wanted to... I, I thought about getting like a, a, a bottle of, of bubbly of some sort to, to celebrate. Oh, yeah. But uh, I woke up too late to like have anything delivered. And since I'm I'm back on... The disabled list with my foot. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, walk up the four blocks to the, the liquor store. So instead, here instead of the the champagne cork, have a oh a seltzer. <laughs> Spritz life. Spritz 
life. Although I'm also drinking uh, a Diet Coke with uh, cold brew in it. Oh, that's an interesting combination. It's delicious. Cause, that's mean, like... Coca- sorry, go ahead. Like Coca-Cola Black. Ooh, that, that you know, that you should call that, like, the serious Spaniard. Because <laughs> it's like the Coke and red wine, but it's for a business day. It's for, like, it's, you know, it's for, like, a middle-aged lady on the go. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what if it's a red eye, but it's, like, a shot of espresso just dropped into a Dr. Pepper? Oh, I mean, what's a what's a red eye? I know red eye gravy is... Delicious. I don't think uh, I've ever had it. Well, actually, okay, wait. Is red eye gravy the gravy that's just made? I'm looking at my wife right now. Uh, is red eye gravy the gravy that's just like it's just like grease, and then you pour coffee into it? I I believe so. It is drippings, yeah. and uh, coffee. I mean, I've had a number of gravies in my life, but I don't think I've ever had any that have been specifically identified as that. Yeah, I usually when I make uh, biscuits and gravy, I make um, you know, just the white gravy. Yeah, yeah. Milk. Or buttermilk, if I'm feeling feeling sassy. Okay. <laughs> Kristen actually pulled up the Wikipedia entry for Red Eye Gravy and just pushed her computer towards me. <laughs> I really feel like I feel like I'm in the booth right now. I'm like actually recording <laughs> in a studio. My pro- assistant uh, passed it over to me. With our producer, Kristen Popham. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start crediting. Yeah. Um. But actually, so one thing I did want to talk about on here, because I thought it might make pretty good content, is uh, last week we mentioned the, uh, or last time we spoke, we mentioned the uh, Suicide Squad movie, and you were a little reserved about that. And uh, I found out it's because you're furiously angry at DC Comics. Yeah, you, I don't even remember. Oh, right, you were just, like, sharing Wikipedia entries about Black Manta. Yes. At me on on, on the Jeech. And it just, un like... You, it was just like you had reached in and lift the pot, the the heavy, yeah. the heavy iron cast iron lid off of a boiling cauldron of rage at DC Comics. <laughs> That's been there since like 2004. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't the angry nerd podcast. That's true. That's that's <laughs> my other. Uh, that's my 15th podcast, the Angry Nerd Podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of. A lot of resentments when it comes to, because I, 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 you know, right when I graduated college, I got into uh, DC Comics, kind of the same, like my my friend uh, Abby and I just have this, this, we've known each other for like 15 years and have this like lifelong death pact of, you know, getting each other into things that are (laughs) terrible, like she got me into DC Comics and then... Uh, and then you know, uh, you know, I got her into One Direction. You know, fifteen years later. So you would describe this as a series of pranks, essentially. It's just it's it's a death. It's it's just a, uh, a, a you know, a, a, it's a death pact. It, it ensures, okay. and you know, the conversations we've had about these various topics over the past many many years has just assured that it's like we can never betray each other because we both have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've said things about things <laughs> we can never you know it's it's where we're aligned but you know she got me into it and then i uh it's you can download a lot of comics so i like downloaded you know the entire run of uh green arrow from the 70s and 
everything. So I like read a bunch of comics and I got like all caught up. I was like, oh yay, I love Young Justice and I love Impulse and I love Outsiders. I'm going to start actually buying comics. And then I did and I was like, oh wait, this is the worst. And they just <laughs> make me feel bad and destroy characters I love. Yeah. I mean, I guess the problem is, is that we're at a point in like comic bookery where the tonal shifts that happen like once a decade are so abrupt that for someone to be for someone to be like, oh, I've I've been really into I've been reading DC Comics for the last 20 years and I still love it. You just have to be in love with like comics as like a concept because like the characters that you love have in that time changed so dramatically. I I just had the thought just now as I think something that kind of puts me at odds with a lot of nerd media like superhero comics in in particular is that you know I always like I care more about the you know the character I just like I want to you know I just want to like spend time with these characters and I don't yeah. like I don't need you to like like do things to them <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're looking for the no events uh, comic book. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean that's not even that's not even too far off. Where it's like the the I feel like the best issues of comics I've read are the one offs. Where like it's like it's like the filler episode. Yeah, it's yeah, or not even that, but it's one that gives you more. Like okay, the the I'm thinking of the Alan Moore, the man who had everything issue. Where I, and, well, and that's like an Elseworlds thing. And I guess things actually do happen there. But it doesn't like, and like none of that occurs in real life. Yeah. Or like canonically. It's just like, it's just something to give you more insight into a character. And this is, you know, this is at the end of the day, it's like, this is why I like fan fiction. Because that's, yes. that's what it is a lot of times. And that's been like, whatever, annoying, you know, articles. There was some, some tweet that I saw uh, recently that was like, day Twitter people are always mad about articles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, too true. Yeah, very true, actually. Especially <laughs> since I don't check Twitter a lot at work yeah. anymore. Although I have been since I've been working from home forever, and that's you know not great for my brain. I never, I never read the article. <laughs> I never read the article everyone's mad about. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, at a certain point, it's like, wh- why? Um, why would you do that? Especially if you can just read the article written by somebody who read the article. <laughs> the counterpoint to the counterpoint. Yeah, the yeah. Let me just read the good take on the bad take. But I did actually read, like, one of the, you know, many hot takes on uh, fan entitlement, which is a uh, thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially this week. Um, cause I must have missed everything that happened with, uh, Lauren Zook. Yeah, I think that's her name. Uh, I missed, which I, who I follow, but I completely missed everything that happened with that until I, like, until I saw, a, like, a, a, an article about it. It's so uh-huh. weird to me as somebody who's, like, been a fanish person, who's been in the yes. fan, who is, who has operated as a fangirl for, like, 20 years, that, yeah, there used to be this thing we called the fourth wall, where, you know, you would not, like, it was a rule that you didn't, you know, you, you hid your your things from the creators. 
Yes. Like you did not, you did not, you know, want to. I mean, like, I don't know, you go to a Star Trek convention and you're like, oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah. But then you don't, you don't, you know, hand somebody, you know, here's the drawing I did of you licking the inside yeah. of Spock's eyeball. <laughs> oh, wait, do Vulcans have hollow eyeballs? I don't know, it's just what came out of my mouth as I... <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, yes and, Mark, yes and. <laughs> uh, but um, but now that's like completely dissolved <laughs> in all ways. Well, the idea that you would love something so much that you'd find the person that made it and scream and like threaten them is like uh, that. That definitely feels like an like pre-developed sexuality destruction urge kind of thing. Yeah. Like, where you love it so, like, you love the doll so much you rip it to pieces. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and it's so it's so bizarre to me, again, as somebody who's, you know, rolled in, in you know, fanfic for so long that it's like now, it's, it's only kind of emerged, I think, over the past ten years or so, how people get obsessed with their, their ships being yes. canon. Yes. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to Yeah. Do I mean, it's nice, but again... It's- I can just go like, over here, and there's, you know, endless amounts of fan works where, you know, it's fine. I mean, it's... Well, there's the... There's maybe a thing where it's like, okay, if you are talking about characters in a work of fiction, and you produce a work of fiction where those characters do different things, those are actually two, like, kind of equally valid interpretations of the thing... But neither of those things exist in real life anywhere. So you can't be like, ah, oh, yes, my my ship actually does exist because it it doesn't? Or, like, it's not... Uh, yeah, I'm not following you here. Yeah, no, sorry. It's, well, it's just like, it. yeah. You would... Uh, this, yeah. Is what, this is where I think if you had, if you, had you know, been in the, in the mines like I have, you would have examples that you yes can... yes that's definitely true <laughs> since there, there's there have been so many wars over the years of of you know ship yeah things but in the, in the past it seemed to not um boil over into yelling at the creators yeah like for harry hermione versus whatever you know harry uh you know, all the other people that Harry Potter could kiss, um, <laughs> is that I think at the end of the day, I, also for one thing, guys, it was obvious that Hermione and Ron were going to hook up from day one. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, w- Harry and Hermione regarded each other like two aliens <laughs> that like were com- were like exquisitely sexually incompatible. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like come on, guys. I, but this might just be because I started reading Harry Potter older than I think many people did. Yeah. Um, but it, but then you know there was just a meltdown of the harmonians I think they were called. What? That sounds like an acapella group. <laughs> the Yale harmonians. <laughs> they just all get together and read fanfic at each other. Probably they exists. Sing, they sing fanfic at each other. That's uh, the um, acapella group that previous guest Susanna Pope. Yeah, was in. yeah. <laughs> and I'm blanking on their name. Um, Quarfly, Quarfly. Yeah. Uh, but that makes, that makes me think. I recently had the thought 
Like, what if Firefly came back? What if, what if indeed? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was a follow-up sentence to that, but it was just a, like... Because <laughs> that's, like, something that nerds have been howling yes. about for 15 years. And it's just like, if it came back now, there's no way it would ever make anybody happy. Yeah, yeah. It's like with the X-Files. Yeah, definitely. It's like, oh! Uh, I, mean, I mean, I feel like this is a this is a lesson that we learned from the X-Files and also folk stories about reanimated bodies. <laughs> like, when you wish on the monkey's paw for the, the kid to come back, you don't actually want the kid we've, to come we've back. We've learned it from Buffy itself. Yeah, yeah. She was so unhappy when they brought her back. Um, <laughs> but like, it's also it's also like imagine being an actor or like the writer on that, where you're like, oh, like I'm working on some great new projects, and people are like, what if you did the thing you did literally twelve years ago? I was like, do the thing I've been yeah. doing forever. No. Uh, but that's been and, a, yeah, that's been an issue since you know Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. I, well, it's also like we I think that we're also making kind of a mistake in that we're seeing this as a a change. I actually know I will say I think that it's definitely a change in fandom itself. But I think that so much of it is exacerbated by the by like Twitter as an existing thing. Yeah, it's that, it's that people now have you know unprecedented access. Yeah. Yeah. And the Twitter is just so bad at like not letting people be harassed off constantly um which i think we've probably talked about on here like a thousand times yeah yeah. Uh, so i don't you know it doesn't matter if you're uh, like i just you know you can you can like stucky all you want and it's kind of shitty for like you know, now, like, Marvel is kind of, you know, teasing, doing the, like, yeah. you know, queer baiting. It's like, ooh. And, it's, and, like, but in my heart, it's like, no, I've played this game before. I know. I know it's not going to happen. It's it's never, it's, it's never been going to happen since. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's stunning when it's, but it's not, you know, when 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 things like that happen in, in like, uh, uh, Steven Universe and, like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. going ha- to happen in new things. It's, you know, Kirk and Spock are not going to be in love. It's just, it's just never yeah, gonna happen. Probably that's not gonna hit. I mean, they are in love, but not in a kissing way. Yeah. Although it's really, uh, this is what I know from my my friend Ariel, who's an old school Star Trek fan, is that it used to be like all the Star Trek novels is that you could just basically get your fanfic published as a Star Trek really? novel. And there was one thing that she read that had it was definitely a slash story. And like, and, and she was reading it, you know, quite young, kind of before she knew everything. Yeah. And she was like, and then she found out later and was like, oh my God, that makes so much of that book make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of incredible. The idea that like during, I, I mean, this was probably the 80s and early 90s, that there was no like brand control going on on that. Oh yeah. This is something, you know, published in the 70s. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, whatever, you know, who cares? It's Star Trek. It's never, it's been off the air for 10 years and. So it's yeah, never coming like back, and you know, series, we'll, so. well, you know, we do a movie every once in a while, but so yeah, we'll put your your erotic, you know, Kirk and Spock in various uh, sexually charged, you know, kind of nude scenarios. Well, good news, you know, who else read that book? 
Mr. Brian Fuller. <laughs> and he's ready for the silver screen. See, that's that's you know that's nice when you get you know somebody who's aligned with more current yeah. views. But it's it's and it's you know making a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Of, and it, you know, I I wish I wish that you know they would hashtag give Captain America a boyfriend, but I don't think they will. Or if they do, they'll undo it in you know. They got the you know, oh no! It's like they went back in time and gave him bad memories, so that now he's Hydra, but he's also gay. <laughs> it's like oh no! You you guys did it the worst way. You made everyone mad. <laughs> you know why not? Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> I would kind of appreciate that. The making everyone mad. It's the the opposite yeah. the opposite of abortions for some and miniature American yeah, flags yeah. for others. <laughs> it's just Captain America unkissing <laughs> the Red Skull. <laughs> I've seen that uh, art. Huh? I've seen that art. Okay. <laughs> oh, but he doesn't have a nose. Well, I guess that does succinctly answer the like how, what nose goes over what when yeah, you kiss. That's them. often a, a problem in the smooch times. Is all the yeah all the nose. Uh, speaking of, of uh, miniature American flags, I watched Dave last night. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that when I was like 12. Yeah, yeah. That, Probably younger. Yeah, that would make it because it came out when I was 11. So Yeah, it came out in 93? It came out in 93, which is an interesting time in American history to put out a, a movie about the president. Yeah. It, it, like, <laughs> 93 seems like, that era seems like a time where we knew we had a president but we didn't think they did a lot. We knew we had a president, and we kind of, we knew he was like a little horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew our president. We knew he was a little cool, a little horny, you know. Um, that's... so there's like elements like it's this is definitely a movie that was you know pitched in the the Bush one era. Yeah. But then came to life in the in the Clinton era. So there's the kind of a weird, you know, the the president that that. Does, Bill Mitchell is kind of somewhere between those. Does the president die, like, during sex or something? He has a stroke while, like, fucking a White House staffer. Okay. And then he's in a stroke. He's in a, he's in a coma. Oh, that's why. So okay. they get, so they get uh, Dave to, to be him. And then they, you know, they do this, this, uh, uh, grand scheme to have the president, you know, actually die <laughs> yeah this is the, it's definitely the like miss doubtfire but set in the white house <laughs> was it, well there's, there's this there's this scene where um uh dave is is you know um well there's a, it's frank langella as or langella i don't know how it's said is is the villainous uh chief of staff who wants to be the who wants to be the president and you know he's doing, you know, all the bill signing because Dave doesn't know what. And he's like, you know, after Dave has spent a day hanging out at a at a homeless shelter full of children and, and charming first lady Sigourney Weaver, and, you know, and then it's like, oh, but how dare you? You've you actually, you know, signed this bill that, you know, got rid of the funding for all these homeless shelters. And and, uh, and uh, so Dave is like, well, if I can if I can clear six hundred and fifty million dollars out of the budget, then I can you know put this this line back in the in the bill. So there's this just, there's this scene of, of Dave, um, cutting waste from, from big government. He's reducing big oh government spending, God. but 
It's to fund homeless shelters. <laughs> he just closed another homeless shelter. So it's, it's like, it's like, I was like, this is just like, this is, again, this is, this is American, you know, abortions for some American flags for others. Yeah, yeah. This makes everyone happy. <laughs> oh my God, that's incredible. Uh... <laughs> Was it, I wonder, like, is there a scene where he's like, it's just like a household budget and you have to, you have to balance it. What he does is he brings his, his friend who's an accountant. Oh my God. To do it. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> it's a, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Charles Grodin. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I love the idea that this is like, that this is the reason that Dave as a film, like, destroyed people's faith in government. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. I'm trying to... I mean, well, this is also... This kind of fits in with Capital Critters. Like, it definitely seems like there was a period of time where presidential politics... And this was, like, end of Bush 1 and the uh, early Clinton era, where it was, like, very I was, I was gonna funny. Crack, I was going to crack a joke at the at the, the top of the hour that, that was like, ah, in episode 100, we're pivoting... To talk only about politics. <laughs> I haven't seen that as now only a political podcast. <laughs> you know what I haven't seen? Full communism. <laughs> but uh, we, yeah. But We will only talk about politics through the extremely thick gloves that is. Cap- <laughs> of cartoons in the, in the early 90s. Yeah, our, our, our national love of Socks the Cat. Uh, that video game that we never got to play. Yeah. Um, the Capital Steps. Woof. <laughs> that was also, I think, the golden era for uh, like comedy, like humor books that were like vaguely political. That yeah. were like Bill Clinton's like that's, diary. I mean, that's it's the Bloom County era. Yeah. Everything ah. I know about '80s history, I learned from Bloom County. <laughs> It's it's funny because it it's like I was like yeah it feels like people were more politically involved in and like maybe they were but in like the dumbest possible way. <laughs> there, like, there was a thing called you were probably too young to have seen it. Um, Spitting image that was these weird puppets. The puppets. I think we've talked I, about it before. I I think I've heard about it. Um, and I feel like all I write, you know, it's funny. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a James Carville puppet, but I might actually be thinking of the horrible old man, like you racist might, puppet. You might have. <laughs> one guy does. Oh no, he does look like James Carville, but Cajun style. Uh, <laughs> Cajun. <laughs> yeah, so I just it was something like it was a British show, and they tried to do an American, like they did an American one-off, and. I guess America in 1987 was not ready for Ronald Reagan puppets or whatever. So. Oh boy, if you put in spitting image puppets in Google, the autocomplete is for sale. <laughs> what would you be doing? Like, why would you want these in your home? I mean, have you ever seen a puppet when nobody is doing the puppet? Do the mouths even move on this? Like, have you, I saw a, a picture that was like, the Muppets when not at use, and it's haunting, because it just looks like someone has hung up a bunch of dead Muppets. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, here's the rack full of dead Fozzies. <laughs> oh, God, these are the worst. 
these puppets because they're like celebrity caricatures and the ones that aren't like very on the nose like the ones where it's not like oh Mick Jagger has big lips I'm looking at a Pee Wee Herman that like is completely unrecognizable as Pee Wee Herman other than the bow tie it's like it's like celebrity caricatures like made out of weirdly stuffed pantyhose yeah oh this is the worst it is I'm not even googling it I don't need to see it again yeah <laughs> I don't need that memory refreshed. <laughs> oh boy. Um weirdly. <laughs> um Hey, how about right now I I read uh, one of the the lovely things that people that'd have That would be very us. nice. We got it. We got a couple things and we got a, a couple emails and a couple of voicemails that people sent us about uh 100 episodes. And this one has the subject line 100 episodes. Fuck yeah. And it's from Mo. It says, "Y'all, y'all you know what I haven't seen with my ears? A podcast that brings me as much enjoyment every week as yours does. It genuinely makes my life better to know that every week I can look forward to a new episode to listen to while I'm making dinner or out running errands, especially lately as news and current events are feeling overwhelmingly terrible and any lighthearted distraction I can find is extra valuable. Well, you can you can uh, go watch Capital Critters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's also been wonderful to watch your friendship evolve over time from, hey, this person I barely know online seems cool, to best buds for life. Life is spelled with a Y, which I uh, of course I approve of. I guess it turns out that Gentle Goofs plus True Friendship is my ideal podcast format, so thanks. Aww. Happy 100, and then three of those uh, like emojis. Nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Oh. Really nice. I'm going to forward that to you so you can, like keep it in your thank you i've been keeping like, all these these have been my secrets my secret items that's uh, really nice yeah. i mean yeah this is this mm, well we yeah. went out we went out uh, to dinner on friday yes and we got to uh, you got to meet you've now met like a family member of mine yeah which i i'd met your your brother briefly yeah. but my uh, my stepbrother nate and we just ended up you know and, and his friend, and we were talking about podcasts, and it was just like, hey, it was like, you know, try to explain your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, you, you need to repeat what you said when I busted out my normal like thing about like, oh, well, the idea is, is that it's about like it, it, cultural things that you haven't seen but have had a great impact on. What, and, and I believe I said it's like, yeah, that's that's the thing that we kind of say if if the conversation is faltering. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the vague um, theme. Or you said that it was it was like whenever I tell people that you feel like deeply embarrassed. <laughs> Not deeply. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean I I guess we could say it's like a laughter fun times podcast. I mean, yeah, I wrote it's a friendship. It's I mean, I I finally like pinned on the Twitter and updated the the description. It's just like here's, you know, here's the stories that in a, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a really nice Yeah. Uh, image macro you made yeah and i you know it's you know episode episode one it was you and i never spoken to each other talking to each other and here we are at episode 100 uh yammering about uh comic books for half an hour that's nice it's family time now yeah this is a family time episode and my (laughs) dog which is here Uh, yeah it's extended family even though I've (laughs) i've never met your dog one day yeah I'll do it. I'll do it probably when I meet your baby. Oh boy, yeah. We uh, 
yeah, we're just we've just been working on getting the nursery done this weekend, which uh, is I I will be extremely happy when I'm done with it because I did a bunch of things that like I scraped all of the paint off of both the windowsill and the door frame, and that maybe wasn't like something I needed to do, but it's also one of those things that once you start doing it, you kind of can't stop doing it. And you're uh, just in, you know, uh, about to be dad mode. Yeah, Need to yeah. do project. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining you, like, finishing up the nursery, and you're like, whew, that was a lot of hard work, and now I can relax. Oops, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen was, Kristen was talking to her mom, and I guess her mom was painting her nursery when she went into labor. <laughs> so, uh, so we don't want that to happen. <laughs> I believe that my mom went into labor with my brother while she was at like a party and then she went into labor with me while she was in bed reading dragon riders of pern <laughs> wait so now you did say that you, you you were delivered while your mother was listening to vangelis uh they were playing vangelis the the theme from chariots of fire that's fantastic yes while i was born isn't it great yeah yeah. So whenever I hear that song, I just get the urge to walk outdoors. <laughs> Been telling that uh, joke for a I, long time. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, no, I'm certain that I have heard that song. I don't have like a conscious. Is it ringing any bells? Nope, not yet. But that does sound like. Music. And it's, you know, guys running down the beach. Is it about runners? There's no songs. It's no, there's no lyrics. Oh, no, no, no. Like, like the movie. I have no idea. I haven't seen that. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I was just, I was, I was watching, I was listening to the song again and I was like, I wonder what that movie's about. Oh, well, no way to know. Then I went to bed. (laughs) Um. William Friedkin is this guy who made, uh, he directed The French Connection, which is a movie I really like, and he also directed a movie, uh, he also directed The Exorcist, and he also directed a movie called Sorcerer, and every time I read the word William Friedkin Sorcerer, I get really excited because I think it's a, I think that there's like a movie that he made that I wasn't aware of that's about a sorcerer. It's not. It's about guys driving a truck filled with dynamite. Um, (sighs) Yeah, there are no sorcerers in this uh, in this movie at all. More sorcerer um, movies. More yeah, sorcerer. Exactly. when was the last good sorcerer movie? I know, and like the thing is, I think I I swear I've like this has happened like eight to ten times where I've I've been like, what? It's a sorcerer, and then uh, no, it's just an, uh, a remake of The Wages of Fear. Do you think is, does Harry Potter count as a sorcerer movie? Feels like it doesn't. Uh, okay, wait, there's also, there's, there's, actually, okay, no, I think for a sorcerer movie, actually, I don't know what a sorcerer movie would be. It kind of feels like a movie that would be about the bad guy from Flash Gordon. Yeah. What's his story? (laughs) Yeah, how do you get so merciless? Yeah. Um. That's another good instrumental soundtrack. That is a very good soundtrack. I uh, I actually got I got 
I bought Barbarella for seven bucks at Kim's Video, which it, we actually went into the other night because it's now a, a barcade. And then turned immediately around. Yeah, it's like, says, oh, this is this is like this is just arcade machines. This is this is there is nowhere to sit, and yeah. he needs to sit down. Um, wait, okay, wait. So we went into Burp Castle the other night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about Burb Castle several times in this podcast and about the, like, shushing thing. It is a Belgian beer bar. It's very small, and it uh, has in, an enforced quiet talking policy. So when the, you know, the, the murmur of the crowd gets too loud, the bartender goes, shh, and everybody brings it down. Now, here's the thing. I realized that I don't think I could be a regular in that bar because I was getting anxious from the shushing just while I was there. But it's not like they're when the person is shushing, they just they're just reducing the volume until the volume gets back up. Yeah, it's not and it's they're, not pointed at any one person. Yeah, it's at the it's at the, and some people do get like super offended by it, and then yes. they leave and never come back. I was not offended. I just felt very bad. I felt yeah, that yeah. I was ruining everyone's beer experience. But that is that is that's how I interpret all stimulus. I remember, I remember uh, Matt was was tweeting about how he didn't like Burp Castle, and I was like, uh, "If you want a bar that you can be loud at, may I suggest literally every other bar?" <laughs> any, yeah, any other literally. bar. But he was like, "Is like somebody? I'm a, my friend is having their birthday party here," and I was like, "Oh, what idiot has has their birthday party there?" And I was like, "Uh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you had your thirtieth birthday party there." But that was, you know, I know everyone in the bar. Yeah, yeah. So um. <sighs> yeah. I had something else there, but it, it uh, flew away. Oh yeah, but it was you know it's it's a nice it's a nice place. It's a quiet yeah. place. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Barbarella, but just in that I like watched it every day when I was in college for a while because it's such a weird movie. And that's actually a movie that I feel like has had very little cultural impact. Maybe. I mean, I or think like maybe in terms of like sexiness. Yeah, well, actually, okay, I'm, huh, let me limb this out a little. Cause I, I, the first comparison in my mind is Dune, which is also a, uh, Dino De Laurentiis movie, where it's like a cult movie, but a cult movie that doesn't really get duplicated very much. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's a 70s film, right? Yes. Or like 67, I think. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, there's a whole, like, we don't, you don't, see, I feel like you could do some success with like a throwback kind of, you know, sexy, groovy, sci-fi fantasy thing. Well, was that Cherry 2000? That was kind of uh, it was kind of grimy. Okay. Again, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen that since I was like ten, and I've never seen Barbarella. So, and I might just be confusing it with like Zardoz. I have no idea, which I also haven't seen, but I sure did see the VHS tape cover. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Cherry 2000, I thought came out much later, but I think I'm actually thinking about a movie that was like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just thinking too hard about Cherry 2000. Yeah, I I definitely saw every iteration of this VHS tape and, uh, and like, they really do a number on her boobs in this, like, uh, VHS painting. (laughs) As well Um, should. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, a voicemail we got, and then I have oh. I have another topic that's related to things like old school painting. So I will well we'll listen to this, and I'll cut in a, a clearer version later. So hopefully you can hear this. Hello, Mark and Whitney. 
Whitney and Mark. I'm calling to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I've been putting up this message because I didn't know what else to say, but I've been listening to you since the beginning, and I wanted to say thank you for putting out such a delightful show and letting us, the listener, hear you guys become friends and best friends, and I should have thought this through more. Um, well, anyway, thank you, congratulations, and uh, I hope you guys continue to make a hundred more. Um, congratulations. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'm not saying my name. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we should have thought through, like, everything we say on this podcast a little bit more. <laughs> he didn't say his name, but listening to that again, I think I know who that is, but I won't say his name. But but thank you so much. Thank you so um, much. Oh, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a couple more of those in the in the basket, too. Yeah. This basket of goodies. But uh, I want to talk, when we were talking about sorcerer movies and also, like, about, you know, VHS box paintings, is that because of Stranger Things, um... There's like I've seen I've seen now three episodes of it. I'm, it's very good, and I know there's only eight episodes, so there's you know no reason to, to rush. I think, um, and uh, this was a conversation between uh, Sarah McHenry, previous guest, and uh, Jess Fink about the uh, and maybe Kate Leth as well on Twitter that was about the kids on bikes genre. Ah, and I was like, oh my god, like I exactly know what that is. Yeah. Like, I fully, like, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I love the, I love kids on bikes. <laughs> they, they did, they got up to so many antics. Yeah, and, and a lot of times they were kind of, you know, meaningful and maybe a little scary and sad. Like, my, my favorite movie when I was six was Stand By Me. Now, I have not seen Stand By Me. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's good. Do they find a dead body? Well, yes, that is the, the well, the original uh, title of the Stephen King story is, I believe, just the body. Because um, that's the whole thing is like they, it's like, oh hey, we heard that there's a, a dead body, so they're gonna go look to see it. This is also, I think, one of those things that growing up in the '80s, I never could tell if this is a thing that actually routinely happened, like finding porn in the woods. Where I've heard, like I've heard many reports that finding porn in the woods is super real. Yeah. But, well, also at this point, it's on, like, <laughs> I found Wi-Fi filled with porn in the woods. <laughs> I found a USB drive. It gave my computer a virus. <laughs> but, um... I don't, I don't think finding a dead body in the woods is, is much of a common occurrence. As porn in the woods. But, yeah, yeah St- Stephen King is def- definitely a, a big kids-on-bikes genre. It's like Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Yeah are the two dads of kids riding bikes. Yeah. Um. Think about it. <laughs> it's also interesting with Stephen King that, like, it, the, to me, as somebody who's only read some of his work, the big things in it are, like, like golden-hued Americana afternoons and sheer mind-ripping terror. Yep. 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 yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like the um, I know people have talked about how Stranger Things is a lot of '80s movie nostalgia, 
but that's not like that's not what it hits for me because there's a bunch of 80s like like I've never seen E.T. and you know various, yeah but it like I was like oh boy this is like getting my Stephen King itch scratching it which yeah, yeah which Stephen yeah. King doesn't do anymore oh Stephen that last book of his short stories that I read the night I thought you died in the woods oh no <laughs> I was the body in the woods. Yeah. I was already so anxious and unhappy, and I was reading this terrible book. Was like, was it? Prob- did you not like it because of the the like the spooks and scares? No, it's just not good. It's just, okay, <laughs> it's not good anymore. And like, he ended this anthology of short stories with a story about a. It was like his first ever gay protagonist that he'd ever written, and I've told you this before. Oh. Who got yeah, you know, trapped yeah. in a, trapped in a porta potty. And had to climb out through the bottom of it through bunches of shit, and it's like good on you. you that, know, that's, that that's, was the first gay protagonist, and that's that's the note you've ended on. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's you know bless his heart, but he's weird about. Oh. He's he's had some some weirdness about about gay characters over the years. Yeah, I mean he. <laughs> From the things that I've read of Stephen King, Stephen King, when humans relate to each other, that's where it falls apart. <laughs> where humans interact is where it gets a little bit more iffy. Um, but but he's great. I love old old nutty nutty Uncle Steve. Yeah, I need to I need to get back to reading the Dark Tower stuff. I am I am horny for that movie. Mm-hmm. I also like that my understanding is it's not, it's like new stuff. Yeah, I never read the last three, four books, three books of the saga, to which I, yeah. to which many people have said, good on you, good choice. Um, yes. But I think, I think the uh, end, uh, spoiler alert, is that um, it, it, it loops, like it starts, you know, it's a, it's a perpetual you know, loop of this story, the universe resets, and once again, Roland is uh, chasing the man in black across the desert. Oh, well, that sounds extremely frustrating to read at the end of seven books. I don't know. This is, I don't know. I haven't actually read this. Which is also, I mean, that's that's a kind of thing I like. Like, that's sort of been the the reason um, behind doing Evangelion every, like, all the different versions of the anime. Yeah. Like, the movie version, like, there was a movie version, and then there was, like, the new movie versions, and it, like, keeps being slightly different, but they've got, you know, this one character who remembers it every time. And dies every time. Whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's always like, ah, maybe this time. Mm, nope. <laughs> nope. No. <coughs> um, the other day I saw something that this, uh, from some conference talking about writing, where this person was like, well, you know, like, I, I wish that writing was more collaborative. I always wonder why authors don't cover each other's books in the way that, like, bands will cover each other's songs. Fan which, art, fan Well, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, that totally does exist. Uh, but also, the other thing is that it takes a very long time to write a book. Yeah. Um, where, like, like, I don't think Stephen King's going to be like, or, like... Uh, an author is going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? Write 300 pages that's somebody else's thing. I'm going to spend the next four months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting out this book and people are going to be like, wait, why'd you just write, rewrite the Stephen King book? <laughs> although although that is, you know, things people do, but with, with much older works. You know, that is true. Things that uh, are... 
have become part of the canon. Yeah. But, um... But, you know, less... You get your pride and prejudice and zombies and all that. Yeah. Hullabaloo. Uh, I never saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, I didn't either. But, I like, there's been things, like, I've seen previous what's what's a funny thing about using time hop is i see so many instances of me being like wow i'm excited about this thing (laughs) and then i and i'm like wow i never saw that (laughs) not at all (laughs) i was like i was like wow you know something is like oh this looks great i can't wait it's just this was made specifically for my interests (laughs) never saw it maybe oh boy I mean, that raises the question of uh, how much do we know of our actual interests? Oh. Um, well, that's a, another thing about Time Hop is just kind of seeing my cyclical patterns of, of it's like, oh, boy, I can't wait for two years from now when I think everything that I like and believe now is stupid. But <laughs> that's, I feel like that's a bit of a universal. Yeah. If you have any, any sort of self-reflection. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like, oh, boy, can't can't wait for, you know, when I now feel bitter about <laughs> things I like now, but uh, maybe I'm learning. Can't wait for the betrayal. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Um, oh, man. I'm going to read another uh, nice message. Yes, yes. Uh, this one is from uh, Kate Kennelly, who is a former guest, our, our, our teen, our, our near teen. We just missed the deadline, but she's a sweetie. Uh, my, my protege. And she says, hey, Whitney and Mark, happy 100th episode. I listened to a lot of I Haven't Seen That my first year of college when everything was new and scary. And it was real comforting just hearing two pals talking and laughing and having a good time. Now I'm going into my third year of college. I Haven't Seen That is still just as comforting. And I'm very grateful to know both of you. Thanks for the goofs. Lots of love. Kate at Skate Ken. <laughs> Aww. That's love- so nice. I love you, Kate. Yeah, thank you. Like, also, like, I know that people listen to this podcast. I know that, like, we are recording this and that it does get put on the internet at some point. But it is, like, it, like, drives at home being like, oh, like, people get stuff out of this, which is really nice. Um, Like, on a personal level to be like, oh, this, like, kind of goof time thing that I do, like, you know. This is, like, hour and a half I spend a week. Yeah. Uh, that people, and it's in the, that it's you know it's it's people that I've never met, and you know it's it's so like yeah. And we were talking when we were at, at dinner on Friday that it's like it's actually like really nice to hear that it's like you put this on to fall asleep to. Yeah. That we're oh your, yeah. That we're your gentle, nice goof buddies who take you into dreamland. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like that's oh, wonderful. Um. Yeah, that's like a really just knowing that you're part of someone's day in a positive way yeah. where uh, people can put it on. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I was and- uh, speaking again of, of, you know, looking back on things I was super into a couple years past, like my own tastes in podcasts have kind of shifted over the past year or so. Like I, I was more into the very, you know, comedian heavy, like actual professional comedian podcasts a couple years ago, the, the comedy bang bangs and the whatnot. And, yeah, and it and it and I've definitely shifted more to the, you know, kind of, well, to to max fun stuff and, you know, gentle. This is you know not our main gig. This is a thing we do. Yeah, I'm I'm literally wearing a max fun T-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep, so that reveals I haven't changed since Friday. Oh, <laughs> whatever, man. 
Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, all podcasts are wonderful and nice. No. Um, <laughs> okay. That, there is, like, the genre of just L.A. professional comedy. It's, like, like dudes who did, like, joke touch-ups on the Sausage Party. Yeah. It's like I have I have very little interest in that. Like that, um, I was very into that kind of thing, but then I got kind of just like overwhelmed. I don't know. I think that I think that you were at you were very into like the cream of that. I think that you could dig down pretty far. There's some like rancid ore down there. That uh, it's so crazy. Like when I when I, you know sometimes things will post. It's like oh here's our top thirty podcasts, and I'm like I have heard of literally <laughs> none of these. And like no one I know no has because there's such a because uh, it's you know entertainment these days is so fragmented but that's kind yes. of in a good way that it's you can you can get the thing that specifically you like and it's it's delivered dire- directly into your ears but perhaps this is why people have become so accustomed to getting the thing exactly what they like and then they yell at creators. Yeah, that that is maybe <laughs> so ups and downs just like everything in life pros and cons. Yeah, there's a bunch of like, uh, like, uh, like slate politics podcasts and stuff, and I'm I just can't even imagine. Like, we joke about talking about politics on here, but I just can't even fathom. And like, I know, like, like I know people. It's like, oh yeah, I mostly listen to political podcasts, or you know, I mostly like news podcasts. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but that's also because I have that I have that big uh, plug in my brain that all news goes into. <laughs> So, and it's like it's, but it's all it's all great. Everybody gets to yeah. Like uh, the the woman we were at dinner, she's like, I just started getting into podcasts. I just listened to Serial, and I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's that's the one. That was the first podcast ever made. <laughs> uh, that's the hook. Uh, that's my uh, my father in law. I was talking to him, and you know, he just got the uh, he just got an i uh, an iPad, and like I guess when you get an iPad now, you can get, like, a free hour-long, like, video chat help session with an iPhone, like, an an Apple Genius, where they, like, show you how to do things, which is, like, very, like, it's very nice, that's a thing. But we were were talking about, like, podcasts. I was like, oh, do you listen to any podcasts? He's like, no, those are just, like, news programs. And I was like, no. (laughs) Let me open your mind, sir. Uh, let me tell you about Linux World. <laughs> well, I, like if for him, it's like probably the like the history podcasts and stuff like that. Oh but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, there's so many podcasts that's like people telling old ghost stories, like not like creepy pasta stuff, like like the sausage ghost of New Orleans and stuff like that. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's that's me the night after, you know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I eat too so much sausage in New Orleans. Then. Um. Oh, I I had it. Had it. I lost it. She's like, that's a free podcast title. Had it. Yeah. Had it. I lost it. (laughs) Oh. Uh. Thinking of 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 ghost ones, and this is also tying into like fan entitlement. That I I think I might have mentioned this before. I don't remember. That um Chris Straub and Abby Howard started a a podcast about horror, and I was like, yes. And there have only been two episodes of it, and I was just like, and it's so my shit. And, like, I want to ask them, it's like, are you, 
when are you going to do more? When do you have a schedule? But I, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to bother anybody ever. Yeah. I don't want you to feel pressure. Like I was like, is there a way I could phrase this in the the nicest non pressure way? (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, Hey, are you going to do more? Uh, I know, I I know so many people who are like every, every time you ask me when I'm going to do this thing, I get angrier, (laughs) get angrier. And it makes me want to never do it. Yeah. Um, to a certain degree, like when I, we were doing the deep space nine podcast, which is like, so, so very dormant, uh, people asking would just immediately, it will, it would just actually for me, because of my brain structure would just make me feel really bad that I was like letting down the fans Yeah, (laughs) that I would, that they hadn't heard my hot take on like a specific, uh, episode of a TV show from 20 years ago yet. But <laughs> and they're 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 hungry for it. I guess. Um, sorry, my dog's staring at me again. Hey, hey sweetie. Oh, buddy. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, speaking of hungry, I'm thirsty, and so in, to keep hydrated, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm we're gonna do a, an exciting break here, and I'm gonna go get some more water. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Hang on. That's <sighs> just literally all I'm doing is sitting here in f- directly in front of a fan. And when I got up, I could just feel like my whole back is just, <laughs> just moist. Oh yeah, it, it's pretty bad. And it, I mean, it feels worse in an apartment than even outside. That's not true. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe your apartment. Well, like in the when I'm not in an air conditioned room in yeah. my apartment. Uh, um, so when I went I went in the kitchen to to get some some more uh, delicious um, seltzer, I, I I was like, oh right, I am. I'm currently draining the liquid out of some some grated cucumbers because I'm making tzatziki, and sometimes it's nice. Oh. Sometimes it's nice to just make to just really fuss over something, to just take a real long ass time doing some making some real simple thing, which I think was kind of the point of the whole uh, David Reese show, going deep. Yes. It's very meditative. Like last night, I was like, I'm gonna I got this regular thing of yogurt. I'm gonna strain it, and now I got. This, this strained yogurt that I made myself. Um, how do you make tzatziki? I mean, it's it's totally simple. It's like you put yogurt and uh, cucumber and garlic and then dill or maybe mint and some salt and, and mix it all together. And then mm. put on stuff. Oh, it's so good. So good. Since uh, it is incredibly hot, it's been I've been assuring cold or cool foods. I'm really rocking the sandwiches. Nice, nice, nice. Um, tonight we're actually going to make something, uh, I actually have saved tweets, uh, from Mo of a, uh, feta and tomatoes pasta thing, um, where my, uh, like I showed this, this, uh, this tweet storm to my wife and then she was asking me questions later. She's like, oh, how much basil do we need in the recipe? And I was like, I mean, this is just a series of tweets from someone. This is not necessarily a uh, recipe. <laughs> uh, 
But looking forward to that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I got I got my got I got a I bought a five pound box of local ugly tomatoes and they've been delicious. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is that through uh, Fresh Direct? Why, yes, it is. Oh, that's a cool program. And it, yeah, they have it's uh, Hepworth Farms, and they had they have the ugly tomatoes, and then they have like the the you know aesthetically pleasing red beefsteak tomatoes. And the, but the ugly yeah. tomatoes were on sale, so ten dollars for a five pound box, and they had been delicious. Nice. And, I, and, they, and they're all uh, weird colors and fun. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play another voicemail, and then I have another thing I want to talk to you about—a thing that neither of us have seen. Okay, hit it. Let me play this voicemail. Uh, hey, I haven't seen that. I'm just calling in from Missouri to wish you guys a happy 100th episode. I can't remember how I found you, but Lord knows I'm glad I did. I uh, can't imagine getting through my week without you guys. Uh, here's to a uh, hundred more if you see fit. Uh. Congrats again. Bye. Thank you. Whoever, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, person from Missouri. And it's even it's 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 just wildly like mind blowing and exciting to me if anybody's like like I don't know how I found this because you know a lot of people who have talked to I was like oh it's people I know so yeah or people are like friends of their friends but now it's like they told a friend and they told a friend and they told a friend it's just what you want when people. It's what we, we ask people to do, so it's yeah, it's so nice. And then people have done you know nice things for us, yeah, and and will continue to do nice things. Uh, but um, I I wanted to discuss No Man's Sky. Yes, because um, <laughs> what do you, what do you think it is? Yeah, I <laughs> it's because uh... neither of us have played it, and I don't I don't don't think I will. It's a spaceship game. This is this is exactly like when like when parents are asked to explain Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> it's a game. My understanding is it's a game where you like start off on just a random procedurally generated planet. There's like actual flora and fauna, and you can fly around on that planet. You can go to other planets. I think you can have space fights. Um, but there is not. I is there actually like a storyline? Now this I did actually ask. I was like, "Is there a story?" And people said, "Not really." Well, people always say not really, but it's like, is it completely sandbox, or or is there like a vague? Oh, I think there's like, like I guess I, you. I think that I've either there is like aliens that talk, and you can learn their language. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and I don't like, but it seems uh, mostly to be uh, you in a vast universe with no I'm, one else around. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in the like art game ish stuff where it's like it looks really nice. I don't. I personally don't need a loneliness simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I def. I don't need a video game. For me to know my my tiny and useless place in the universe, but like so so it's not like online at all. No, no, that's like there's no multiplayer, and that's been a thing. This is you know I I, <laughs> I don't read the hot take articles, but I read ta- I read articles about shows and games I, I will never watch or play. Um, that they said you know that there wasn't going to be multiplayer, and that the the universe was so big, like the chances of you being where another player had been were. 
ast- literally astronomical, but then, like, on the first day, like, that happened. And, you know, the, the two players were, you know, standing in the same space in the same planet, but they couldn't see each other. So ah, it's, okay. it's, there's not actually multiplayer. Okay. It seems, I mean, that's also one of those things that it's like, oh, that sounds really cool to do with multiplayer, but you know it would just be like, you'd see another player and you'd be like, oh, cool, and then they'd shoot you. (laughs) Did you ever play Journey, or do you know anything about the game Journey? I do not know anything about the game Journey. That's a game that's, it's really, really just, it's one of those very beautiful, you you would like it, it's an art game, definitely. Um, made by the people who made the games Flow and Flower, which are also very relaxing art games. It's, you know, you start as this kind of floaty-looking, you know, person in a robe thing, and you are wandering through this this desert, you know, world, this strange world, and eventually uh, someone else joins you. And um, it actually is, if you are online, it actually is another person. But you don't, you can't, you know, communicate with each other other than sharing, like, little symbols that can pop up over your head. You can't talk to each other. You can't, you know, aggro each other at all. So but so you have to, you know, figure out how to work together without, you know, with these limited communication things. And then, like, it'll it'll change out the, the people who, you know, you go to a new area and you might get a new person. And it's just, yeah. it's just absolutely, like, it took me a while when I was playing it. I was like, oh, that's another person that's a real person on the somewhere else in the world who is playing this with me yeah that's very interesting to me and i have i have a friend who's very uh introverted and kind of antisocial, and she was just she was like i hate that i hate i don't want that at all so she was like i'm taking my ps3 offline so (laughs) so i have the actual just computer ai because it makes me upset (laughs) that there's another person and i'm like I'm like, we are different people. <laughs> I was like, I was moved by the magic of connectedness throughout the world. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, no. And and that you're that they're able to control that in a way that it's not just immediately. Like apparently, uh, we p- talked about Overwatch before, and I guess now one of the hallmarks of Overwatch is that whenever you get online to play it, w- like in the chat room before the uh, the game even starts, people will like aggressively berate you for your choice of, of uh, like character uh, like cool 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 <laughs> by the way 420 plays it oh okay did you blaze it no yeah yeah oh, yeah me too there is there i'm gonna search for e dash blaze it <laughs> and see if there's a website where i can okay game of the year 420 blaze it dot com uh, it, it is a vi- a oh, game. No, it's, that you- uh, stop! It's it's, it's four twenty one. Give it up. You missed your chance. Um, <laughs> I. Wow, is this like real? Um. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a link to this <laughs> at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you can play it on Windows or uh, Linux. Oh. Or Mac. Uh, we could all join the fun. Of a, I think I think you're shooting a gun at the dog from Duck Hunt. Oh, so Duck Hunt. Yeah, and there's also a Mountain Dew room. I think. Mm. So uh, second place. Was there a there was there an actual Mountain Dew page in Second Life? I'm sure. Um. I've never played Second Life. 
some of our uh, some of our friends have 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 gotten back into it after some mon- the Monster Factory. Oh, sorry. For a moment, I was confusing Second Life and Half Life, <laughs> which are very different. And I was like, "Wow, Mountain Dew! It's it's surprising that Mountain Dew would would pay for like placement in like like." There's a room with like alien eggs in it, and then a big old "Do the Do" sign. <laughs> that seems very more. Oh boy, um, there was a game called Alan Wake, which was it was a very you know Stephen King homage game, um, that I liked a lot, um, and ended up playing like three times within a two week period because I kept having friends over and was like doing the exhibition mode and I'll show you this game. <laughs> And so it was very scary the first time I played it alone in the dark, and then I was like, oh boy, I'm tired of this. <laughs> but um, it had product placement. Like, one of the things is, uh, you know, he's got batteries in his flashlight that run out, so I think it was like Energizer or something. And then there is a bit when you are going through, like, a scary old mental hospital, and it's storming outside, but you stop in a room with a television, and the television plays a Verizon ad, and then you get an achievement for that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like you know, they had to have called those companies. Well, like, no, there's no but, way. Well, yeah, because those companies gave them money to do that. Yeah, but like, like it's not like Verizon was knocking down their door. To oh, get I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they like were. they, Maybe they no. it slowly percolated up through the marketing departments of all these people, and they're like, yeah, throw them a grand, I guess. Yeah, I think I think no, I think that um I think it went the other way. I bet I bet that some, you know, enterprising brand manager was like, let's get this, let's let's uh you know let's move into video games. Let's uh, Checks Quest was their first big hit. <laughs> I I would I I would like to take a moment. It's time oh, it's time for it's time for my rant. It's time for that that great I haven't seen that uh, feature that everybody loves wit rant. Hold me back. And then we play the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's on your mind today, wit? Um, it bugs me whenever, whenever like some brand does something, or whenever like even like a you know the the, the major political candidates, when someone automatically it's like oh whatever you know intern whatever twenty three year old staffer yeah. is doing this. I'm like no, that's like, that's a job. That's a real job. <laughs> Literally, like, no interns have been in charge of, like, major company Twitters. I'm not even going to say since, like, a year. Pretty much ever, I think. I mean, you might have you might have somebody make a huge fuck-up, but they're not an intern. They are a person with a job who's probably, you know, 27. And, yeah. And then they're just, now they're really upset because they've lost their health insurance. Yeah. It's like, like... By the time, like, by the time brands started doing stuff on Twitter, we already had social media managers. Yeah. So, like, it just became part of a pre-existing job. And it's just, so it's just like, oh, you know, whoever, whatever, you know, Ghostwriter is doing this, whatever. And that, that, I mean, that's the thing that exists, that, you know, Ghostwriters for, like, political people. But yeah, At the same yeah. time, it's like, don't, it, like, that responsibility is not going to some, you know, college chucklehead that's going yeah. to somebody who has well, a skill. And almost always, if it's like um, an actual planned 
like brand tweet that is like that is like offensive in a way that the people did not think about like six or seven people have looked at that and they all were like that's fine before it actually like dropped yeah or sometimes it's like it's like this was a scheduled tweet and like yeah it's like they did not know so that's why yeah or it's somebody has twitter on their phone and they forget to switch the accounts oof which is uh and that's that's where things go a little a little rough yeah i i uh you got to be careful with that i think i would use completely... like an entirely different phone yeah no i mean like i know somebody who you know he's got a couple of different accounts like he has his work account and he uses a different like a completely different app for the work yeah tweets. i can see that and then you know uses you know for the then for for regular Twitter uses a different app, and then for After Dark Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, uh, I am glad I do not have that job because I would it would make me even more anxious than I already am. Yeah, <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> um, how about how about the uh, the 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 last um message that we got? I got yeah, our email. Yeah, uh, from uh Taylor. Uh, hi, Whitney and Mark. As you saw from Twitter, I started working through I Haven't Seen That chronologically this week. I have finished episode 9, so thank you in advance for the next 135 plus hours of my life. I'm glad to have a podcast where friends talk and generally have a nice time. I hope episode 100 goes well, but I guess I'll see you when it gets there. Also, according to theme, have you seen Liar Game? It's a Japanese live-action drama on Crunchyroll, and it is a corny, goofy gem. I should warn you that there is a movie that wraps up the main story that you'll have to buy. It's on Amazon. The subtitles are spottier, but it's worth it. Anyway, I'm loving the show so far. Congrats on 100 episodes. I have not seen that. I actually haven't seen anything on Crunchyroll. Yeah, I haven't either, I think. I like I don't I, I think I I went on there when it was like not quite as like bulked up and legit as it is now. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I'm kind of worried that I would open it up and then like a hole would open up in my computer screen and dollars would just start coming out of my like wallet and floating towards you would the like computer. you would like fall into it like at the beginning of <laughs> Captain N. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever actually saw Captain N. I was about to say, as I said, it's like you probably didn't see Captain N. You were probably a little yeah. too young for it. Like wait, yeah, wait, no, he fought Mother Brain, right? Yeah, yeah. The cartoon version of Mother Brain was extremely mother and extremely brain. I was remembering her as having I uh, the, the same sort of voice as Audrey too, but I think I might be misremembering. That was that was an interesting. I mean, speaking of of you know brand synergy and you know promoting your, your that was I, Captain N was was quite entertaining. I was super into it as a kid. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. Because it had, this it had brain. mother brain, and then uh, like the king hippo, king hippo, and then like the eggplant wizard. Yep, yeah. Like you know, characters from Kid Icarus. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just saw the part. Somebody uh, photoshopped in. I guess a panel from the comic book where Kid Nintendo is uh, hitting Mother Brain's jar with something, and somebody just photoshopped in the part from The Big Lebowski where he says, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. 
<laughs> and it actually works pretty well. Um, nice. Yeah, I like vaguely remember seeing that. Uh, have we ever talked about the what that Nintendo show where people played video games, and if they were good enough at video games, they would play this game where they they were like green screened in into a video game, and they had we to like jump over stuff. Haven't talked about it, but I do remember that. I cannot believe we haven't talked about it because I feel like it's like my bone marrow. Of being a kid and just being like, jump, jump, you I idiot. had I had forgotten it until just now, and I had a similar... It was sort of in the, the, the uh, like Nickelodeon block with like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, and all yes. That. Um, pretty much anything where... I, I mean, I, I assume just from watching Weathermen that being on a green screen and looking at your, a video of yourself... And what you're screened onto is like an incredibly discombobulating experience, which is why children were not good <laughs> at like live action jumping over mushrooms. But that like goes, I feel like that's like the most frustrating uh, experience of my life. Well, I googled Nickelodeon game show video games, and first hit is Nick Arcade, which is the name, and then the second hit is the YouTube for worst player on Nick Arcade. And Do then- you? I- and then the the next one is twelve Nickelodeon game shows you wanted to be on BuzzFeed. God damn it, BuzzFeed! Ugh. <laughs> quit, quit! Like uh, I feel like they're in my brain with like a rake flipping stuff over. I mean, like any content here? <laughs> Got that's, any that's content? Something, like if I'm feeling kind of like down and just like bleh, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna let myself do it and just like just. Do a deep dive into BuzzFeed. I'm like, just, just fuck me up. I don't care. Let me read <laughs> relatable content. Let me see videos of people trying a food for the first time. Let me. I just don't care. Just, just fuck me up. Hit me with that content. And one of my, one of my favorite things is, I will click on any story that is like, 15 things all New Yorkers know. It's like if you read, you know, if you're a New Yorker, you'll relate to this. And then getting extremely judgmental about it. <laughs> Asshole. And I'm like, yeah, if you moved here three years ago. That's your version of those seamless ads that people get, like, that people Ooh, hate. Me. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, they're just dickish. Like, and, oh, sorry, uh, for the listener. This is, oh, wait, here's a hundredth episode New York chat. Did she get a look at the size of that rat? It's New York chat. These, uh, they're ads that are like, avoid rest or avoid your kitchen. Like you avoid Times Square. Cause the, the whole thing is like, you're a real true New Yorker and you order takeout all the time and your kitchen is shitty and small. Um, but it's also like one thing that I don't like about the process of people moving to New York is because there's a stereotype of like, New Yorkers is being rude. I think a lot of people move here to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> or like and they get here and they're just like, alright, motherfuckers, like here it comes, and they're just jerks to everybody. Like the the one of the, the BuzzFeed things that was, you know, relatable content, it's like, you know, you're you know, things you you've done, you know, all New Yorkers will know this. And it was like it was a bunch of like uh, things about throwing up in public. And I'm like, no, no, I have never 
pretended to be looking through my bag on the subway to throw up in my bag. Yeah, that... I think, that was, I was like, I think your, your universal of barfing a lot in public in New York is not as universal as you think. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of, of t- like, a novel that's just composed of listicles that tell, the, <laughs> like, someone's rise and fall in, in some way. Or like their like their redemption, uh, because yeah, that is not especially. Uh, it's you like know. you know you're a New Yorker if you've gotten a slice and then thrown up and then gotten another one. I'm like, no, I think you know you're a uh, like a binge drinker. <laughs> <laughs> that you might that you're maybe like 24 and uh, yeah, have, uh, have some risky behaviors. Oh. Teens. Teens. I'm, I'm, also, I, also, I would never, sorry, I, sorry. I would never, uh, if I felt I had to throw up on the subway, I would, I would rather throw up on a person than in my bag. <laughs> my bag. <laughs> yeah, that's where my things are. Why would I throw up in my bag? I would throw oh. up on like the rest of myself. Ugh, but let's not have this conversation. But I did, I did take a. There was a BuzzFeed quiz. It's like you know, you'll. It was, it was definitely like, you know, you'll know you're a true New Yorker, and it was all questions about like stuff that you would know if you went to high school in New York in like the nineties. <laughs> it was it was it was the, the Yakov quiz more or less. Um, <laughs> from our, our friend Yakov, former guest, who is <laughs> grew up in New York and is very uh, New Yorky old school. And I, I did really well on it. <laughs> Alright. I was like, I did not I was like, I just know enough people to Yeah, know, yeah. And, Osmost, and I and I Osmost paid attention. And, yeah. I paid attention. <laughs> That's why most dudes suck. I, I think that, uh, like, the thing that I, I see people on it, because at work, uh, just by dint of where the bathrooms are, I kind of walk by behind a bunch of people, and seeing people on, like, Imager, where it's oh, yeah, just yeah. images. People, yeah, that in, like, 9gag, where people steal your content and put it on. Yeah. But that that's the weirder thing, because that just seems like, that seems like the plug in the back of the neck, where it's just, like, Images flashing at you. <laughs> I feel like there should be a power user mode where it's just one, like 20, 24 imagers a second. <laughs> it's just content as fast. Well, as I you think can. I think that's how actual youths use Snapchat. That's, oh like, God, I, read, I read some article that was like I tried to you know use you know I I, I hung out with my fourteen year old sister and tried to figure out how to use Snapchat like she uses Snapchat and I'm like that's okay I don't need to do that. Uh, it's Capcom versus Marvel all over again. My eyes can't even adjust. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. I, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't want to. Like, yeah, my Snapchat experience is, you know, getting pictures of Sarah McHenry's cat. That's about it. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's like I feel like that's the like older person use case of Snapchat. <laughs> Uh, and it is it is funny how how like again this was you know things I saw in Time Hop that you know three years ago when Snapchat you know first I was like it it was you know the dick pic yes service yes I have and, never I have never received a non consensual dick pic yeah I'm almost a little disappointed. Well, uh... No, I, I opened up my Snapchat to, to anybody can send me things. Nothing. 
No wieners. <laughs> Who's this uh, unnaturally uh, polite robot that's holding it in? Huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this is not to say that I don't believe this is happening. Of course oh, it yeah. is. Of yeah, course no, it is. Yeah, no. Um, you could... <laughs> so, no, I've, uh, any, any, any dick pics I've ever gotten were uh, specifically an agreed upon yeah. thing. I mean, I guess that's probably, like, you... The people that you're friends with on Snapchat are not people who are just going to randomly send you... Well, almost, almost all of them don't have dicks. So well, that, okay. That helps. <laughs> that deeply, uh, yeah. I think when it, when it started, you would just get like random, randos. Oh, that's awful. Because you can you can make it so only people you have friended can send you things, or you can just open yourself to wh- it was whoever. Just chat roulette. Yeah, and, and I did I did that. I turned. I was like, I wonder if I will get any random weird things. And uh, and nothing. No. I do. I do still wonder what, because I I have a couple of of celebs that I've added their Snapchats, and uh, the other weekend while uh, while I was still uh, cat sitting, I took a video of the cat and then I just sent it to to everybody on my whole list, and I'm like I'm like Does, what what happens on the on the on the verified account end when someone what did did Zane look at the cat? This is what I. He was like, oh yeah. Or did, like, Zane's personal assistant, um... Somebody in Zane's entourage? Yeah. The his, entourage? his Snapchat handler? Yeah. Well, it was a really good cat video, so... Nice. He's just, he was wild now on a catnip mouse. Aww. I put it on Twitter, too, so... Kitties. But uh, speaking of, of uh, uh, people being... Dudes being gross on the internet... I, I've been I've been streaming video games lately. I've yep. been getting into that. I've been playing Fallout 4, which is I'm super fun. I'm super fun about it. Yeah, like just today I was like, oh man, it's kind of annoying. I've got all these things to do where I actually interact and talk with my friends <laughs> instead of just being able to play Fallout 4 all day because I'm playing D and D later tonight. But uh, last night I was I was you know doing some late night streaming and you know I had a couple of of you know friendos from from Twitter hop on and watch and you know chat a little and then I had a rando come on and like he had a couple of he was like can I add you can I add you and I'm like I don't know how Twitch works I guess you know you can add me <laughs> can you I was like and then and then he was like and then he like was like go make me a sandwich and I was like locked what the was, fuck okay how sad does your life have to be where that's your hobby. It's gonna be pretty sad. And like, I think that these guys are like, like. Uh, but that was also just... the first time in my in my life of being a a, uh, a generally female person on the internet that uh, a, a rando dude told me to make them a sandwich. God, that's like it's like they got it from hieroglyphs or something. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to handle my sandwich. Yeah, there's I've seen some pictures. Those are some amazing sandwiches. Yeah. I would only ma- go in the kitchen and make a sandwich for someone I deeply cared about. Because they're yeah. the ones who've earned it. Yeah. Earned this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of that, that, that thing when, like, Milo, whatever, took a picture of, like, 
like bread and like a knife. Oh yeah, and, that, like, that, that internet asshole cottage guy. cheese. Yeah, it was, like it was like it was the is like uh, yeah, you know, bitch, get get in there and make me a sandwich, and it just is his sandwich fixings made no sense. It it, it it that was the thing that was like it opened up a. So instantly you realize that he he got up in a huff and went to his kitchen and got out every item that was in his kitchen, and it was just the worst shit I'd ever seen. It was like a giant bread knife, and... and uh, I don't It was like relish? There were not traditional sandwich fixings. The sandwich is bad. <laughs> the sandwich had some problems, dude. The sandwich had some serious... Oh, there was a hashtag. Hashtag Milo Sandwich. Yeah. I, actually want to uh, I won't miss him. No one will. Yeah. No one will. You know, we do we do what we can. I feel, you know, you and you and I, we try to. This is us. This is this thing we're doing right here, on on our on the internet, on the twitters. This is us trying to do some nice some nice on the internet. Yeah. Put do some. Feel nice some, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the secret for nice. I think. The secret is just that you think about things, right? Yeah, you you envision them and they happen. Yeah. Um, oh, right, I can't see the tweet anymore because the account's been suspended. <laughs> Yay! That's the best reason why you can't see a tweet anymore. Yay! Oh, this reminds me, I, I just decided uh, there's a thing where you can like do a, a blockchain where like somebody posts a list of everyone they blocked, and then you're like, yeah. dink, and then you've blocked everybody. So you're like, you know, preemptively blocking assholes. And yeah. I did that, and then I just, I was like, uh, like, I saw somebody tweeting about how, like, some accounts that they, you know, friends had accidentally gotten blocked, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go check my block list and make sure that that didn't happen, and I could see from the blockchain that there were a bunch of, like, brand accounts that got added, <laughs> like, like, Transamerica, which is, like, that's like, that's, my 401k is run by that, like, <laughs> what did Transamerica do? <laughs> What did what did Verizon do? What did what did Virgin America do? <laughs> I would love a blockchain, which is all those promoted tweet. Okay, so the problem is, I guess if you if when you're on Twitter like five years ago and Red Lobster starts doing ads and you block those or like you dismiss them, the pool of ads that you can get on Twitter gets smaller and smaller. So now mine is just like the like these once hot celebrities. Look at them now and. I absolutely, it, it like, uh, it's like sub, 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 sub BuzzFeed content mill places. Yes. And that's all my Twitter ads now. Since I, since I mostly, I use TweetDeck at home. And when I, when I'm looking at it, I use the like official app on my phone. And just, I just don't even absorb those, the, the ads. Yeah. Unless there's something weird. <laughs> but uh, you're not the first one who's like, I, I've been dismissing all these ads, and now it's just, like, giving me extremely, you know, weird, you know, links to, you know, buy a Ukrainian, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the best ones are, it's clear that people set up a uh, a Twitter ad for, like, trying to sell a house in Los Angeles or trying <laughs> to staff a, like, Cracker Barrel position in Covington, Kentucky, except that they did not localize it at all, so I'm getting these. <laughs> Uh, I had, oh god, the other day I tweeted, uh, like I, I tweeted something about my feet hurting, because, um, where, the, the endless saga of my feet. Oh, I didn't talk about my bone injection. 
well, I'd have to save that for another one. But I tweeted something about that, and like this spa, like is like, oh, you know, did you did you have a hard hard day? A lot of standing at work, or you know, no, those he I can't remember what it was. It was like, oh, high heels, right? And I was like, no, I'm recovering from a broken foot. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks, that is. Thanks for your keyword searching, though. That is a high risk. Uh, that is a high risk uh, strategy there. <laughs> and there's a lot of things where, like restaurants, I you know, like I had a, a pizza restaurant in Tampa tweet at me once, and I lost my mind. I it was a little over the top, I admit, in res- retrospect. But like that's like a thing all the time. It's like you mentioned, you know, I mentioned uh, blueberries, and now the the blueberry hut in Minneapolis yeah. is is tweeting at me, and I'm just like, dude. I'm not gonna. Well, actually, no. I might. I might take a. I might I take a jaunt. I might hop a plane to go to the Blueberry Hut in Minneapolis. That sounds nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, whenever we finally have. Uh, I haven't seen that con. I think we have to have it in in Minneapolis because we've talked yeah! about. Yeah. That's where. So in uh, 2020. I, Minneapolis. Uh, the the city is good. Minneapolis. 2020. <sighs> well, I think this has been a really good episode 100. Yeah. Buddy. Thank you so much for this episode and all and the 99 preceding episodes. Yeah. Which actually I, I was thinking today that not all of them have contained both of us. Yes, but I think you've been on every one. Nope, nope, you and Matt did one. Oh, okay. Yep. And there's there's two with you and Scott, I think. And then one with uh, another Yeah, so. So yeah. we've actually got four more until we've done this 100 times together. <laughs> so well. I, I you know, I hope to do a ton more of these. Yes, we might. We might, I think we might have to. There will. There will be some some paternity leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I think there's a there's a plan in place to some yeah, degree. There's there's a plan in place, and then you know we'll 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 see how it goes. Yeah, I would like to continue to do this. Yeah, me too. Even even, even after the the pofflet. Yeah, the poffling. Uh, at Kristen's job, they call it baby pops. But thank you so much. And again, thank you everyone for listening. And everybody who wrote in and called and left messages, that, that, like, that is, I can't, I don't even have words for how, how great that makes me feel. It's really, really fucking nice, guys. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. It makes me, it makes me feel nice. It makes me want to keep doing this. Yeah. And even, you know, and it's, it's, it's easy, it's easy to do. It's cheap. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's a nice thing I can do. For myself yeah. and for others that, you know, doesn't take a lot of effort, so. Yeah. Um, but thank you again. As always, I am at Mark Popham on Twitter. I'm at Whitney Arner. We are at ha- I Haven't Seen, and I Haven't Seen That dot com has, you know, all the, all the, you know, the number to call, the email to dial. Uh, it's got a donate button, if you, you know, if you're feeling like it. Yeah, sure. Mark, Mark needs to buy um, cloth diapers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many cloth diapers. Are you? Are you? Do, are you guys gonna do cloth? We're doing cloth diapers. Yeah, because I uh, you 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 put up your you gave, you show me your baby wish list, which I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet the baby wish list so you can. Buy, oh, thank you. So you can buy things for for. Uh, yeah. We we, we are, baby Popham. Yeah, since because we have the washing machine in the apartment. Yeah, that's that's the uh, what I, like my 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 thought when it comes to like cloth diapers or um you know cloth menstrual pads i always immediately like Ugh! but then i'm like oh wait some people have washers and dryers yeah yeah that they're that are oh. theirs that are not involved they're not you know 
public in any way. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing, right? right. So. But thank you again, and thank you, everyone. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Woof! Woof! <laughs> buddy. Bye. Bye! Bye! Bye. Travel down.